Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Podcast is Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. Today is what I like to add. I am your host, Cesar Torres for JCI Santa Clarita, and I'm here today with today's guest. How many times can I say today? <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> this is David Cantrell. Thank you for joining us today, David. Uh, it is my pleasure. I'm uh, always happy to help you. Oh, boy, this is going to be a long day. Ah, it's going to be fine. He didn't take a shot, by the way. He did not. (laughs) (laughs) But here, I did a little bit of research, and I was actually very surprised with uh, your background. Worked for American Family Funding, Raymond James. Yep. And now your VP Business Development at Soliverse.com. Correct. There you go. Shameless promotion here. No, not shameless at all. It's pretty great. But what I like to uh, tell people is I actually know, or I actually don't know anything about people. I Mm -hmm. always just talk, communicate, like, hey, how's it going? And then uh, through conversations, we're like, oh, I actually work here. It's like, oh. (laughs) So where I first met you was uh, VIA. Correct. Yeah, Yeah. so you are the chairman of VIA. Correct, yes. That's awesome, awesome. And people out there who don't know, Valley Industry Association. Yes, Valley Valley Industry Association. Most people do call it VIA. VIA? You get some weirdos that call it VIA, but we're trying to get rid of that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's it's VIA. It's been an organization around for 40 years, and I've been actually the chairman for the last two years just Mm -hmm. because with all the changes and everything going on, it's, it just seemed a bit easier to do it that way. Uh, but yeah, but this is my, so I'm in my last six months of my second run and this will, I, I will hand it off to somebody else at the end of the year. That's awesome. And uh, VIA uh, offers a lot of um, events, programs. Yes. Uh, can you give us so, a like, small little tidbit of what, um, how, how does VIA help businesses? So, the, I mean, the, our, our, Main goal. Your main goal. Our main goal, I for me, has been to connect and help people in the business community, both with the you know emerging people, emerging leaders, and you know the the established leaders that we have in our community. Uh, one of the because you know again coming out of the pandemic, this has been the first. I feel like this is kind of the last three or four months where people really are feeling comfortable going back out again. Mm-hmm. And so you know what we've started. There's a couple things that we do. We have our what's called after five, which is a um, a mixer, but we do it at different businesses. So that business gets to you know, uh, uh, advertise themselves. We give them a little bit of time to talk, but then it's mostly, like I said, some, it's a business mixer that people could come in, enjoy each other's company, have, you know, have a cocktail maybe, and just have some fun. Um, and then we move that around. So we do one of those a month. Um, and actually in July, we're doing it at solar versus kind of our grand opening. Sick. All right. Um, yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun. And then we have our quarterly luncheons, um, which is a little bit more of a sit down event, more of a, a, a little bit bigger event. Um, this next one, which is going to be very exciting and, and it always is very well attended, is our state of the state um, um, uh, luncheon. And, and we have uh, Senator Scott Wilk and Assemblywoman P. P. Larshiavo joining us. And it's just kind of a time that they get to tell us, hey, what are you what's going on with in Sacramento? What are you working on? Take a few questions from the crowd, but usually it's just up the, and we usually have um, Ed Masterson does the moderating mm-hmm. up there. We all um, know Ed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Voice of God. Um, and uh, he does a great job, you know, really, because it's not like, uh, again, it's not like a gotcha session. It's like, hey, what are you guys working on? What do you think is working mm-hmm. well? What's not working well? Um, and so it's a really good insight. And that, and that's, you know, to, to stay on my soapbox here, that's another thing that VIA does is that we have very good relationship with a lot of our legislators. And so when businesses are having questions or they need help or something like that, we always tell them, hey, let us know because we can connect you with these people. And, you know, that way these, you know, legislators, city council, you know, assembly people, senators really get to hear from their constituents what their concerns are. And it's uh, I've been to multiple VIA events Mm -hmm. and it's very um, 
yeah, I want to say it's it's personal because you're right mm-hmm. next to each other. Yeah. Um, so JCIs, we um, get some more young, younger crowd people, but it's our goal is to empower them, right? Give them some training, yeah. And uh, I feel that uh, the people who are interested in JCI would also be uh, a benefit. Uh, it would be a benefit to them to join these uh, VIA events as well. Uh, 100%. Yeah, because you really, again, it, the after five, you really get to learn a little bit about different businesses and, and what's going on in the community. And every, people at VIA love uh, drinking. So uh, well, we're, that, we're the younger crowd. And if we have a cocktail hour, we'll meet someone. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. we, we've definitely found that. That's a lot easier to get people when you're offering alcohol. Yeah. That is for sure. Especially um, after a, a long work day, yes, right? Yeah. After five, well, like... I mean, these events, you, I will tell you, these events used to be, uh, um, you know, very, very well attended. We would get 60, 70, 80 people at these events a lot of times because we hold them at 530, right? So it's like, all right, I'm at work. I'm going to go swing by here. You know, maybe I'll have a cocktail with a friend yeah. and then head home. Well, the struggle after the pandemic is so many people working from home it was like, all right, how do we convince these people to get up, get change, out of there. get out of there, <laughs> drive over here, have a cup, and then oh, drive? Man. So, you know, but it, again, it seems to be changing because, I mean, our, our our via, like the first after five we did towards the beginning of the year, I think we had like 30 people. And at the last mm-hmm. one, I think we had about about 50. All right. So it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's like I said, I think people are getting more wanting to go out a little bit more. One of the main struggles was getting people out of their mm-hmm. house. Yeah. Well, did you see that uh, more on the younger side where the young people didn't want to do that or kind of overall or what what struggles are you seeing? So I, I, I don't think it was a demographic so much. That was as, just a COVID I, thing. I think it was just a COVID thing. But but what I will say this is, and something that, again, I'm, I'm actively trying to change is via for years has been looked at as kind of the old crowd, mm-hmm. right? Because it was typically the people that would be members are you know, the CEOs or CFOs or high level management positions would be the member of VIA. And what the two things I'm really trying to change that mentality is number one, people need to realize that if a company joins VIA, the entire membership of that company have membership and they can go and to any of our events, you know, for the membership rate. And people just don't realize that because I don't think they know about it. And also it's like, we only have one email at every company. And I think sometimes it just stops mm-hmm. there instead of them putting it out. Cause like for a minute, when I was at American family funding, all of us were members because we American family funding was a member. So that's one of the things is trying to get out the word that, Hey, if you work for a company that's a member, you can go to any of these things. And then the other thing is again, trying to get the, you know, the up and coming leaders to join our events and let them realize that, Hey, it's not just the old guard. It's, you know, this is starting to meld into just being the business community rather than the old business community, you know? So, you know, trying to get the, the younger, um, you know, the, the up and coming leaders to come to our events and see that, you know, hey, this is can be your organization as well. And that's one of the things I always, you know, whenever I'm talking to people, as I say, this is your organization, you know, and it really is. I mean, it's the, it's the community's organization. Us as board leaders, board members, I am telling you most of our, of our board meeting is what can we do to help? What can we do to help? Yeah. And, and it's like, tell us, tell us what you want so we can, you know, steer the organization in that direction. So, um, so again, I want the younger uh, people to realize that, you know, as they come up through too, this is an organization that is great, can be a part of and really great for the business community. I think that there are a lot of people out there, uh, JC's included, that would actually love to talk to um, experienced mm-hmm. workers, businesses that have been in the field for over 30 years and ask questions, get some wisdom from them. So there's a lot of people who are, like I said, working from home, but most of them are 
not necessarily um, uh, working for companies, but also they're starting their own companies. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, what are what do you think is uh, a benefit for like a, a person to go to uh, one of these events? Uh, do you have any wisdom for these uh, young entrepreneurs that you could bestow upon them? What's okay. one thing of today's youth or just today is like boom? I'll tell you that that. I think I have a lot of wisdom. My children may argue with that, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you I do. Um, but you know, to to those entrepreneurs or, or young people that are, are starting their own business or have their own business, and even if they've had their own business for a little bit of time, most of Via's membership are people that have started their own businesses. You know, it really is a, a you know either people that have you know either by themselves or two or three people or even ten people, but most of these people have started their own business. Mm-hmm. You know, so that value of, you know, being able to talk to somebody and say, "Hey, this worked, this didn't." Yeah. You know, that's valuable. And and that's and I will tell you, us old people love talking about this kind <laughs> you of guys crap, love right? talking oh, about God, your we business. Love it. Yeah, we really do. And so that's where, you know, if somebody came up and said, you know, said to me, "Hey, what would I would, you know, be more than happy to have that conversation and let them know that. And, and now, again, what worked for me might not work for you and vice versa, but at least I could tell you this is my experience. And there's, yeah, exactly. You know, so, because it, you know, but but that way, that's something they can work into the, you know, and, and think about it for themselves. So um, I don't know if you know this. I mean, some people out there know this, but my family actually owns a record store. Right. And my that's why, uh, personally, I don't like using the term young entrepreneurs and right, stuff, yes. but a lot of people love that title. Yes. I personally don't. Um, that's why I use it. Um that's why I kind of use it, uh, and you see my eye kind of go like that. Uh. <laughs> but when I say young entrepreneurs, I actually mean uh, like my brother. Right. So my brother started his own company, and he he did everything himself. And I try to explain to people, uh, my brother included, um, but you really need to surround yourself with people who are beyond your level. Absolutely. Because they have so much information so much wisdom they know the pitfalls and they can give you advice right and you they could give as much advice as they want you don't have to take it right and or some might not be applicable to to your situation right but i understand that via or even just yourself david um if you they there's this opportunity to have this wealth of information and all y'all have to do is just Go because yeah. it's already there. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> it's already yeah. offered. That's the exactly. thing. That's the mind blowing part. Yeah. It's offered there, but there's just so many people uh, that just like I don't know what it is. It's a mental thing. Where it's just like I don't want to ask. I could do it myself, and I feel like that just it, that's just inviting failure. Well, I, I, absolutely. And the other thing I'll tell you is, you know, now that I've I've you know been around business for a very long time, you know, one of the things I still see happening today and it happened to me years ago is people are afraid to ask for help because they feel like if they're asking for help it's showing either number one I don't know or number one some kind of weakness and what I have learned is that the strongest people are the ones willing to say I don't know how to do it please help me you know because that way you are going to ask somebody else that does know and making yourself vulnerable is one mm-hmm. of the strongest things you can do That's is admitting it. I don't, I, you know, the one thing I tell people in my business or any business is the one thing I know is I don't know it all. 
you know, and I have to get people that know it all or somebody that knows about that. Like when you're starting, I got, I don't know about HR. I don't know about payroll. I don't know about insurances. I don't know. And so you find people that know those things and you ask for their advice or you hire them to help you. You will, because you want to do what you're good at, Mm -hmm. right? I, I'm not good at that stuff. And so I need to reach out to people who are good at it and have them help me. You know, so please, the, again, asking for help is a sign of strength. It is not a sign of weakness, 100%. So be willing to ask for those kinds of questions. Because, again, you're right, you can't do it all. You I can't mean, do it. That yeah. was a beautiful quote. I love that. Yeah. It's a sign of strength, yes. not weakness. So yeah. people have to change that. And yeah, I, yeah. I have that conversation with so many people. It's just like, just you just got to change that mentality. You're not failing because you're, right. you're, you're, you're actually, that's actually reflecting on yourself, mm-hmm. which I found out people don't do. Right. Is reflect, see uh, what you're not good, your weaknesses, mm-hmm. or your well, where not your weaknesses, more like just your lower strengths, right? right? <laughs> it's like that, I'm strong, but that's like on the bottom part yeah. of my strengths. Yeah. <laughs> but part of the JCI is like I try to tell people, um, we offer a lot of things. We go offer training. Mm-hmm. We go offer opportunities for charity, or if you just want to come and hang out and meet people, right? Come to the chat and chill, and we could meet you there. Sounds like VIA is a great place um, to make connections. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Uh, but VIA and JCA also have this cross in between where we actually help um, lots of charity events mm-hmm. yeah. in, the, in the community. Because both of these, um, JCI and VIA, they're very community-based. Yeah. We want to help everyone. Yeah. Help of course. Our, help you. We'll help myself. We'll empower me and lift everyone else around us. Right. So we are actually at the Boys and Girls Club. Yes. Uh, <laughs> auction 51. Yep. You yep. were there. I, I was expecting you to be there. You're volunteering. Yeah. I, 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 That's I, sick. Yeah. I mean, because I, I actually, uh, Dennis and Pam are friends of mine, you know, and I was. The chairs. Yes. The chair. They were the chair of the event, which was probably one of the better events this year. I mean, I, that, they did a wonderful job with the time. Do you think um, these charity uh, opportunities and volunteering is important for uh, like up and coming uh, oh. youth today uh, absolutely i mean yeah. Yeah. why why do you think so because, because I'm, I'm totally ready to just put on my vr headset the new apple one mm-hmm. and just stay in my room and just like <laughs> just yeah. be in there why do i have to go out and help these organizations so because it is number one it's it's a way to give back right and and, and we need to all everybody should take that moment to say hey is there something that i is there something i can do to give back to our community because communities in general and i know we speak in a very large but but you know act local you know do something here that helps our communities help and when you hear these stories of people that you're helping it is it it's phenomenal i mean it's one of the i'll tell you i'm going to do a little shameless thing here that so there's no shame well, here. Yeah. <laughs> one of the events that one of my favorite events I do every year is I play Santa at the um, it's called SRAR, which is Southland Regional Association of Realtors. They put on a uh, Christmas party at a um, elementary school, and it's usually either you know uh, somewhere New Hall or they're in Canyon Country or something like that. And they go and they, we we do a bowling event to raise a bunch of money, and we give out a, we give out a present. We give out, you know, obviously they get some games. And then they also get a gift card to Viarta that they give their parents. Mm. So they decorate a, a card and they give it to their parents. And then I'm playing Santa. You know, that's why I stay fat. So I can keep, <laughs> make sure that I can, can fit in that role. <laughs> hashtag um, stay fat. But then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hashtag stay fat for Santa. Um, but then they come up and I give them the presents and things like that. And yeah. and, and then they all, and, it, and it's just watching them do that. But the thing that has, and this happens almost every single year. And the one that just breaks my heart. 
you will get three or four of those kids that don't open the gifts because they want to wait to open it at Christmas, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, you know, so that when you see stuff like that, you're like, okay, there's got to be things, more things I can do. Right. And so that's when, you know, when, instead of sitting at home, being on your VR or being in your, on your games, you know, thinking about, is there something I can do to give back? You would be surprised at how much you get from that, because I will tell you, I know that we're giving those gifts to those kids and I know, but the feeling that I get is better than anything that could happen. And so it's amazing when you start giving back the, the, the joy that it brings to yourself. And so that, that's why, so that's one of the reasons why. And then the other reason is just people need help, man. You know, and if you have some kind of skill and you have something that you can do it, I guarantee you the, it is, it, they're cliches for a reason. The more you give, the more you will get. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. And so that's why. So most, so my attitude on volunteering has just been that. You know, it's that these are these are things that I care about. I because I, I volunteer at the Wish Foundation too. You know, and it's just that's all about education. I mean, I'm, I'm all you know. I want people to become educated, and so if that's something I can do to help. Then I'm going to do it. So that that's just kind of the way you know I look at. It. And that's and and again, you. It is very rewarding to do it. It really is. It's yeah. personally rewarding. It really is. You're part of the one that you have as much money. Your business could be as successful, but if there's no giving yeah. back, you right. know, in the heart, it's not worth it. You would say. Yeah. I think there's over a hundred um, nonprofit organizations uh, in Santa Clarita. Yeah. And it, uh, it's all about just finding what you're passionate right. about. Yeah. And reaching uh-huh. out to them. Yep. Yeah. I'm currently on, um, I think, two committees and um, vice president of marketing for the JCI. Right. Uh, so I'm for the JCI, I'm using that as an opportunity to um, as more of a training for myself. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of training and I love that getting out of my comfort zone. Right. I'm doing that. Right. Uh, for the other committees, the Boys and Girls Club, I help with their graphic design. Oh, okay. So right. that is my my talent, my skill right. is for the Boys and Girls Club. And then for the JCI, it's more of a learning uh, right. self-empowerment. Yeah, because I think you did the brochures, right? I did everything graphic. Okay, so because I, I, I just saw the the, the, you, so the logo, uh, the aliens, the banners, yeah, the you, book. You did that. That was awesome. You oh, did thank such you a great much. job. I was very, very, very impressed. It was awesome. I'm the shadow graphic designer of Santa Cruz. <laughs> I, I, I rarely do you see my face. Actually, yeah. I, I I started a new campaign this year. Well, last year when I joined JC, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get out there, right? Because um, I try to tell people to get out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. if you're comfortable and and there's no turmoil in your life not bad turmoil right. but like you yourself where it's like maybe i don't want to pers- like proceed with my education or i'm good where i'm at mm-hmm. you know i i'm i'm anti that i want to jump at every opportunity i want to mm-hmm. learn if i could do it i want to push myself right so i found that being on the jci board was very beneficial for me mm-hmm. for that and I was wondering, like, maybe I should join another another board. Maybe there's other opportunities outside of graphic right. design. You know, right. maybe I maybe I could lead a, an entire team to make a fundraising campaign sure. or something. Like, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you'd be surprised at, at at the skills that you don't know you have. You right, right. You really it, it, and when when given a task and all of a sudden you start you know starts coming together in your mind and you can pull this off. You're like, wow, I had no idea I couldn't do that. You Some know? sort of innate skill you that you're just not familiar with. You yeah, put you in totally. the corner, do yeah. something. No, raise money for this. Yeah, you don't know how to do that. Yeah, but but you'd be amazed how much you can start figuring it out. Right. And then back to starting to ask people for help for that have done it before. Exactly. You know, and and as far as pushing people out of their comfort zone or pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Again, you know, uh, through my years, it, it's 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 looking again at things differently, right? That the reason why we don't want to do this is ultimately the fear of failure, right? That you don't want to try something and, the and fear and fa- of failure. failure. But 
if you, you know, because one of the things that, and again, I don't tell people a lot of this, but now I'm apparently tell everybody. I was a, a pole vault coach at West Ranch for 10 years. So my son pole vaulted, he was very successful. And But what I used to, what I would tell those kids is that, you know, you have, you, failure is not, you know, the end. It's just a learning experience, right? You have to, because if you never fail at anything, you're never going to learn anything, right? So you always have to be willing to push yourself a little bit and and be okay with with not a failure, a learning experience, right? If that's what it is, it's not a fail. What, yeah, first time I, I can't remember if they came up with some acronym for fail, but I, I would always tell them that, listen, you're allowed to be disappointed. You can't be discouraged. Right, I can deal with disappointment. I can, re, you know, I can give you. But once you start getting discouraged, saying I can't do this, that's when it becomes difficult. But that's part of that. You have to be okay with failure because, again, in pole vaulting, the one thing I tell them is, your last jump, you're always going to knock that bar off. You can't no, you can't jump to the sky, right? So you have to understand that you're always that last jump you make is not going to be. But that, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You know, you can learn from it. And so that's what I really I'm trying to tell people that that are don't want to get out of their, their comfort zone is then you're never going to learn anything. Never you got to push, learn. you got to push yourself a little bit. Got to push yourself out there. Yeah, you really put, do. Put yourself out there, push yourself hard. Yeah. Reach your, <laughs> uh, well, I like this one quote. I don't remember it too well, but it's pretty much in your twenties. You overwork yourself, right? Push yourself over the limit, burn out. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you're thirties, you know, your limit is like, you just have to reach that. But right. you're not, you're seasoned. You learned, <laughs> you learned what you're <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, no, no, no. I think I'm gonna step up, step back a bit, but it's very important to find uh, that that threshold, that limit you have, yeah. and you're never gonna find that if you just don't step it, out there. Right, exactly. You, just, you always have to kind of keep pushing it. A little it's bit. pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Like I said, I try to tell that pe- to a lot of people, but it's I don't know. There's a lot of pushback on that. Some well, weird the, mentality. Yeah, there. It, it just again, it comes back to like I said, it's the fear of failure. The fear you of know, failure. no nobody wants to fail. But that's know? also and, the young and, and the old. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm, so people are listening. That, yeah. You have to tell them. Yeah. You know? you, you got it. And, and and it's and it's the, <laughs> the secret of tomorrow's leader from David. <laughs> it's a right to fail. <laughs> fail. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's okay. really okay. I mean, it'll be okay. And and the other thing also is is you know if you have a good support system, whether whether it be family, friends, or coworkers, or something like that, because you would also be surprised that when you start telling people, "Hey, I'm thinking about trying this," how many of them would go, "That's a great idea." Oh God, how can we help you? That's awesome. That's you know. So even just putting that little idea out there to your you know your close friends and family. You'd be surprised at how many. Now, of course, you're always going to get the one. Eh, that's never going to work. You know, they're always right. going to get that. But that's fine because yeah. that's the one you're going to prove wrong. That's it. You know, that's mm-hmm. the guy you're going to prove wrong. So, two, yeah, yeah, you can either do it from your own will or do it for like petty comebacks. And whatever, that's what, great. I'm happy the with Metallica petty, route, the Megadeth route. Whatever, either way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but again, we succeed anyways. Yes, but you, again, you'd be surprised at how much support you would be you would you'll get. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, you yeah. Have a nice support system. Yeah. Yeah. We had a conversation in a chat and show that resonated with me. Mm-hmm. You had said that uh, a, a much needed skill these days is public speaking. Yes. And that kind of resonates with what we were talking about the whole time. People just don't want to get out of their right. room. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. Well, what, what have you seen that, that public speaking, why is public speaking such a necessary skill now these days? What happened? What do you think happened? What do you see? Well, I, I think that it's a way to reach a you know a lot of people in a short period of time. But also, it you'd be surprised that when you have that confidence within yourself and just that one area, how it ex, how it spreads out to other areas, 
You know, so if you're willing to get up there and, and talk about something and, and, and give your information that you have, again, back to the, what can you give back, you know, when you're giving that information out to a lot of people, you'll be surprised at how that will also give you confidence in other areas of your life that you didn't think you could do things that when you can. And, and public speaking, you know, I mean, listen, I've been standing, I've stood in front of, you know, 400 people, I've stood in front of 50 people, you know, it does, and it's, it all comes back down to, you know, listen, I'm an idiot. We all know that's not, you know, so I don't, oh, mind. I don't think you're, you an know, idiot, so but... I mean, it's like, listen, if you want to listen to what I got to say, that's fine. But it, but it really is also, if you're talking about something you're passionate about, you'd be surprised how easy public speaking becomes, mm. you know, because if it's something that you really care about, it's easy to talk about it. Heck, you, know? you might it's, even it's ramble. A, yeah, whatever, which yeah. is fine, you know, it's fine. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing when it comes to public speaking, I tell people is the audience doesn't know what you're going to say. It's not like they have a script of what you're going to like, say. Oh, and messed up. Oh, you messed up there. You didn't say that. <laughs> they have no idea. So if you mess up, who cares? Just keep going. They don't know. You know, so it's like, it doesn't matter. Speak like yeah. a true musician is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Hey, messed yeah. up? Eh, I'll just do it again. Keep playing. It doesn't matter. You know, keep going. So, yeah. Oh, um, that's interesting. I never really thought of that. Yeah, it's yeah. like people get so, oh, what if I mess? They don't know if you they messed up. Yeah. Just keep talking. They're fine, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. And, and it's just, again, it's, it's finding something you're passionate about and just not really, you know, worrying about, you know, making those flubs and things like that. Cause that, that's how people talk, you know? So you figured that'd be one of the easiest things we could do since we were born with a mouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, so but, but as soon talk. as you, yeah, as soon as you get up in front mm -hmm. of people, they start freaking out a little bit. Now so. they just want to kind of stay in the phone and kind of yeah. send text messages out to uh, the whole crowd. Well, it, oh, it, their whole yeah. VR set now. And everyone's just going to be like, oh, <laughs> exactly. I can see the script. Exactly. You think, um, public speaking, uh, or speaking in general is very important in today's workforce. Oh yeah. I think it, is. And, and, and it's funny you should bring it because I, I actually had a meeting, uh, had a lunch with, um, a professor at COC who runs a, the astronomy club. And we were trying to think, okay, solar astronomy, is there some way we can kind of work together? Hmm. There are um, two different fields. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they can... <laughs> I don't think if they merge um, anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, you know, but she uh, but she also does a lot of work with these kids that send projects to Na was up with NASA. And so, oh. but she was like, you know, we have these these kids who are so smart and so, and, and so successful, but they're so afraid to talk in front of people, like, like we're saying. And, you know, I told her, I said, listen, I've been a salesman my whole life. That's what I, you know, I've been a sales guy from, for the last 40 years. But what I'm trying to tell even Mike, I have this discussion with them and, and, and hopefully I think they're getting it. But a lot of what people, you know, high school or college age, they have to understand, listen, at some point you're going to have to sell yourself to somebody either to get a job, to get a grant, to get, you know, whatever it is that you're going to do. So it's always all about sales. And so these skills of not only public speaking, but just speaking in general, you know, I mean, I had a conversation with my son, you know, probably 10 years ago. I'm like, dude, you got to look up, look people in the eyes and shake their hand, mm -hmm. you know, because that whole, like you said, we're on their games and they're texting and emailing and things like that. And I'm like, you know, you have to have those, those, we call them now soft skills, I guess are very important, you know, and that's really where, you know, the, the public speaking and just speaking in general really has to come out. And that's where, you know, I'm trying to teach, tell these young kids, even when I was coaching in high school, you know, we would have those discussions about, you know, speaking to people, talking to people, you know, having kind of those, those, um, those interactions, because it's important because again, you're going to have to talk to somebody. You have to talk to them and you know? they're not soft skills anymore. I know. Yeah. You I need know. those. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a couple of friends or, uh, yeah, I would, I don't like calling them business partners, but I have, <laughs> I have friend, none of the friends, the friends. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, I bring them out to these events. It's like, Hey, this is, yada yada is like how are you doing and 
you could see a, a change of yeah. how they are like just one on one to being introduced to a crowd. Right. It's like, uh, it's it's like I never really it's nothing it's something you don't realize when you're in a private conference, mm-hmm. like private room. It's like right. oh, it's like you're great, yeah. me one on one, but when you come to someone else, it's like, well, you kind of hide yourself. Yeah. And I get the same feeling when I'm at work sometimes. Actually, when I started uh, at my lady, I started working the phones. Mm-hmm. And I had some prior um, experience right. in a phone call with right. someone. But same thing. It's like I, for some reason, I'd have to get reused to speaking to someone yes. when that <laughs> phone rings. Like, yeah. why Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. I'm in control here. I have more information about the company. Right. And this person calling. Right. I think it's, a, it, like you said, it's a confidence oh, thing. Oh, 100%. 100%. It it's it's yeah. just a thing. It's a confidence thing that just needs to be built upon. Right. And everyone would assume that we're all born with the same like baseline confidence level. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're birth, you're like, boom. Right. There's not some baby that kicks out and then suddenly like, oh, right. puts a finger up in the air. I'm going to be the best. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to be the first baby. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe boss baby, but not really. Yeah, okay. But. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but it's, it's literally a, a, a thing that we all have to kind of just work at and actually get out there and do. Right. And at the chat shows, like you said, with the icebreaker, you know, you get some people who don't really like talking. Oh, yeah. Or you can tell. Kind of, yeah. They're, they can't really, um, I wouldn't say they can't. It's more like they don't have the experience to mm-hmm. uh, say a cohesive, um, like string of words to make a solid point. Right. A lot of times it's a lot of words that are trying, trying to make multiple <laughs> points, which is fine. You yeah. Know, you're yeah. practicing. Yeah. Not as bad. That's why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But I find that very wild. Yeah. That just speaking to someone, like speaking to someone, looking them in the eye, shaking someone's hand is like so foreign now. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is. And and that's something that, that in, in, again, in my old company, they would send out a, a, a company survey every year. What, what can we do better? You know, was, what I, can we do better? What can we do better? American Pacific Mortgage is a company I work They're a great company. I, I, I respect them tremendously. But I love that they would send that out. And yeah, what, what were some things that? that one of the do? things that I would say is, can you please tell people to pick up the damn phone? You know, I am so tired of emailing and texting, especially when, you know, an email going back and forth is going to take a half an hour. Where if you pick up the phone, we'd handle this in eight seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but, but again, people have that, you know, a, for some reason that pushback on now even speaking to each other, you know, and it's like, people come on, we have, we, we are, we are a communicative society. You know, I understand that it's getting, you know, text messages and, and I'm not against that. Right. I'm not one of these, you know, really old folks. Oh, yeah. Gonna, no, we text this I'm, morning. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent, you know, I, I think it's great. And I think it's definitely something that is, is needed and very useful but let's not get rid of the other part of it as well, because being on the phone with somebody, having that conversation is also useful, you know, because you hear inflections, you hear tones, you hear things like that, that you cannot hear on a text message or an email, you know. And a lot of times, again, you can take care of a problem a lot quicker if you're just talking to somebody and getting that answer immediately rather than, you know, texting back and forth. So, again, I'm not saying that that you should always be on the phone, but there's definitely times that that is necessary. And you know, having those inner, inner, you know, personal skills definitely helps. Is there, are there any, um, other gaps that you've seen in businesses where like, maybe we have to put an effort to accommodate? Um, I think, I mean, as far as a gap, I mean, and, and, and this is it's probably part of the generational gap, right? And, and it's been going on for years, right? Yeah, this, this is every, not new. No, no, it's because, not new, not because new. Because I'll tell the you The technologies that are new. <laughs> when, when I was, when I was trading, when I was doing, you know, when I was, when I was younger, you know, 20 years ago. You know, we started a lot with the, uh, we were using AOL IM, right? Nice. As, as a chat between my customers and things. Like, yeah. I would be doing trades and like through, mm-hmm. through that. Corny, can and we put I'm- that doors down? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but the older guys who were, you know, now my age, but older back then were like, oh, they, oh they, get, you got to get on the phone. You got to make sure you're calling. You gotta, and I'm like, you got to yeah, get your can, carrier pigeon. But I can get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I can get six <laughs> trades done here in the time it takes, you know, so, so I was part of that up and now I'm the other side of that, right? Going, oh, you got to pick up the phone and talk to people every now and then. Um, but I think the, the, the gap is always being willing to understand that my system, while is great for me, might not be great for somebody else. And that age doesn't matter, mm -hmm. right? The way I do things might not be, but be willing to understand that, you know what, what they're doing, there's pieces of that that I might be able to take from, and that person might be able to take some stuff from me and be willing to understand that, you know, it's not my way or the highway. You know, that that's really, you have to open yourself up to understanding that, you know what, this, you know, for me, and I've had this discussion with my kids, you know, this, you know, the younger generation has some unbelievable ideas and unbelievable techniques on getting things done really, really well, much, much better than me in the way that I do things. But I have some skills that are much better than them because I've been in business for 40 years, you know, and there's certain things that I've learned along the way that are still applicable now on what I think you should or shouldn't do, Right. Um, so it's just be opening yourself up and be willing to hear the other side of that coin and hear what they have bringing in and not just pushing it away saying, oh, those millennials, mm -hmm. they just don't remember. No, millennials are fantastic, man. They, they're, again, they're, they're the best they're, generation. They are going to change the world just like uh, I'm a baby boomer. We did too, you know, now. Too. So as a, uh, at this generation, again, I have to be willing to say, you know what, that is a great idea. I, that, that is better than what I came up mm -hmm. with, you know, because we came up with this 20 years ago this is better than what we were doing then and be willing. But then also they have to be willing to say, you know what, you've been around for a long time. There are things I can learn from you that, you know, because you've done it, you know, kind of thing. So I think that's the generational gap that we got to start trying to. The to, acceptance on both sides correct. to be open yeah, and to have that, okay, yeah. my way can change. Yeah. yeah. That open communication. I really like this. Everything we've been talking about is like the, open, the, the importance of communication yeah. In every field, absolutely business doesn't matter. Yeah, it could be in a business field. It could be personal growth to speak. Yep, get that confidence. Be connections through via becoming yep. boards, giving back to charity. Yeah, it's communication. It's one hundred percent absolutely correct. Commun communication is everything. You know, information and communication are the two things that are really everything. And and I also tell people, and this is my old man, get off my grass. Everything in the world is supply and demand. And one thing I'll leave you with. Buy low, sell high. That's it. Buy low, that's, sell high. That's business. That's Supply it. and demand, buy low, sell high. Doesn't matter what business you're in. If you start thinking about it, that's kind of making sense. But then that allows you to position yourself in ways that kind of will help as well. You know, so, but communication is key. You got to be able to communicate. And, and, and again, now we have so many different forms of communication. That doesn't mean any one is better than the other, but we should be using all of them, mm -hmm. you know. The last question I have for you, David, thank you for joining, is for the people out there listening who want to be a part of a board, mm -hmm. who see you and is like, wow, that's that's really great that a lot of people know who you are, like who you are, and you give and help to the community mm -hmm. just because you like it. Yeah, You know, I hope people who are listening want to be that. What is... Like one change of the mind or one piece of advice to tell me like, hey, if you want to pretty much be where I'm at, where it's like giving back and being part of a board, what do you, what is one thing that they could change or do in their life 
to put them on the right path? Um, I, I think when it comes to giving back, kind of like what you said earlier, there's so many nonprofits out here, and I would always start there. Um, you got to find what you're passionate about, you know, because again, because there are so many, there's going to be something that you're passionate about. You would be surprised. And if you start reaching out to them and you start asking again, do you need help? And they will say, yes, you will be surprised at how it makes you feel. So one of the reasons why I volunteer at a lot of these places, I like people. I, I do. I enjoy hanging out with and people. And people I love you. <laughs> and so, I mean, when I'm volunteering for this thing, again, I tell people, I'm, but it's kind of selfish because I just like it. I like hanging out with people. I like having fun with people. I like talking about this kind of stuff. I like talking, you know, the Boys and Girls, a great organization. Wine on the Roof for Wish Foundation, great organization. Um, Child and Family Center, great organization. I mean, it's just that I enjoy being out there talking to people and having fun. And so that when I'm volunteering, that's what I'm trying to do is just, hey, let's enjoy this. Let's have a good time while mm-hmm. we're while we're helping. You know, so, right? you know, yeah. So for people, like I said, that are looking, I would just find what you're passionate about and reach out to them. And I will tell you, it, it would be amazing. That's it really what that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you very much, David. That hey, was great. My pleasure. I enjoyed it tremendously. That's awesome. Good, yeah. good handshake, too. We also you. need that. Yeah. Ah, good handshake. <laughs> yes. And this has been Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders today. Find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other place you get your podcast. My name is Cesar Torres, and thank you for joining us. See you next time.